Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new podcast series focused on Marquette-related individuals, students, and faculty alike who are adjusting to life during a pandemic. We'll hear about their struggles, their successes, their lows and highs, and most importantly, how they are handling this unprecedented moment in history. I'm your host, Shane Hogan, and this is Back on Track. In this episode, we turn our attention to the world of academia. Colleges and universities alike were hit extremely hard by COVID-19. They were forced to close back in the spring, move to online learning, and adjust to a crisis they have never had to deal with before. The trials and test runs of distance learning did not live up to the normal expectations of higher education in this country. Many college students were left feeling empty, unsatisfied, and confused about their education. Class of 2020 seniors were left without their graduations. Professors were left unsure of how to move forward. An integral system in our country was completely left behind. So what next? How were colleges and universities supposed to get students back on campus for the fall semester? How will academia get back on track? I talked to Olivia Driga, a senior studying exercise physiology, to see how she is adjusting during these unparalleled times. It's really different, especially because as a senior, I've had three years in the past of normalcy and going to class. As an exercise physiology major, a lot of mine are hands-on, so it's changed a lot for me in the fact that I'm not getting that same experience in most of my labs and classes like I would be getting any other year, um, which has kind of been hard. But we're still in lab for two of my classes, which is nice, but the rest of the lectures and things like that are online for me, so I'm hybrid. Driga, like countless other college students, had many concerns when coming back to class. And for her, it was making sure she was setting herself up for post-college life. I think my biggest concern was making sure that I was still getting everything I needed to get out of my classes. Because my major is so hands-on based, I was really nervous that I wasn't going to be gaining the skills I need to go out into the professional field and be a clinician in that world. So I think that that was my biggest concern, but I think that we're doing our best to provide those skills for us. and still do them in lab as much as possible, and then review them online when we have to. And many students around the country believe college isn't worth what it used to be. Driga feels the same way, but is hoping her next chapter will make up for it. I definitely don't think it's worth it as much as it used to be, but I do think that I'm still gaining skills and being able to go through the process. I am able to get some hands-on, and then it's just going to be kind of a moving forward. You're going to have to repeat those skills and go over things again, and I'll be applying to grad school, so they'll hopefully be able to, um, like, go over anything that 
could have not been done as well this year in the next few years. Finding ways to make college feel normal again has been different for every individual student. Whether it's going to as many in-person classes as possible, trying to see friends in a safe way, or trying to emulate a normal schedule. For Driga, it's a combination of things, and she is relying on her professors to maintain that classic student-professor relationship. I think that my biggest thing is my relationship with my professors. I've been making sure that I stay in touch with all of them at least once a week, and it's nice having one of my professors be my advisor so he always knows what's going on. Um, I also think that it's nice that I'm still in an internship, so I'm getting some of that experience that I would be getting otherwise. Um, the professors are trying to adjust as well, but they've been doing a good job of like making sure that materials that are provided online are given to us outside of the synchronous part. We also have kind of an asynchronous component to it that allows us to review and go back if necessary and then ask questions. I also talked to Dave Umhafer, a journalism professor and director of the O'Brien Fellowship. He currently teaches one course of investigative reporting. I talked to Umhafer about many challenges with teaching in this environment. It started with this past summer and the preparations he and the college had to ensure a smooth return to campus. Yeah, the summer was much busier than usual, like for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a big push to have classes ready that could be hybrid, you know, online uh, component in person and have the flexibility to kind of pivot one way or the other. So that meant a lot of, uh, you know, additional kind of lesson planning and brainstorming. I do think it helped prepare for the semester though, because we had the spring experience under our belts and we could kind of envision and learn from all the stuff that we tried in the spring and try to get it together for the next semester. So, you know, it, it um, I think it did pay off in terms of uh, preparing for the next semester. Umhafer also mentioned how the journalism faculty had to come together to share tips and tricks on what works best when it comes to teaching virtually. You know, the, the mountain to climb was like coming together as a journalism department to compare notes, like what worked, what didn't. Uh, anybody have any tips for you know, teams for breakout groups. And I'd say the biggest challenge was learning the new technology in, in greater depth. You know, D2L, teams, uh, synchronous and asynchronous, and try to get up to speed quickly on some better ways to engage students. Like, you know, is chat in teams better than D2L? For that and things like that so it was a matter of kind of meeting more often with faculty colleagues and sharing our, our secrets of you know what worked and what didn't according to the journal sentinel there have been massive increases in positive cases and on election day there was a reported 
5,700 new cases of COVID-19. And like many other professors at Marquette and around the country, Umhafer decided to move his class completely online once these COVID cases continued to rise since the beginning of September. Yeah, I mean, I tried to keep it live um, even when we had students in class and students distance, I tried to make it available all the time if they wanted to watch live. I just think students have made it clear that it's hard for them to time shift. Like if we did a video of a lecture, it's just hard for them to come back at it at night and start over like that. So I really made a big push to try to use technology, a webcam in the classroom so that students could have some feel of being involved in the classroom discussion, even if they were listening in on Teams. It was a mixed success. I think it's it's hard, you know, with masks on in the classroom and everybody distance. I don't think it was a real, um, it wasn't quite the same experience even in the classroom, much less watching on Teams. So in my case, you know, as we had the, virus cases pop up, I felt like the classroom participation or attendance was was dwindling. A lot more people were opting to go and watch on Teams. So we converted over to all Teams, you know, like midway through the semester, maybe a little a little further in. And to be honest, I think for my class, it works better. Um, students, I believe, feel the same way. Many professors had to change their ways and try new things. And while it's still very difficult, Umhafer believes there could be some good changes to the format of teaching that comes out of these forced changes. You know, I think that this has been a spur to thinking about different ways to teach. As you know, in, in, in this class, uh, investigative journalism, We've done a lot of exercises in class. It's kind of the flipped classroom where you're doing the homework in class together and you're staying at it until it's correct. Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to sending home a lot of a lot of stuff. So it's it's a different feeling, it's a different uh, approach, but it feels like it it's helpful to students to kind of crowdsource and hear what other problems are students having and people become more familiar, uh, comfortable with asking questions and let's just get to the bottom of this and figure it out together. As we look at life during the pandemic, it is important that we try to find the positives and the small victories. We have to find ways to get our lives back on track. Our thanks to Olivia Driga and Dave Umhafer. I'm Shane Hogan. See you next time. <laughs>